this is a unique day for me. I can still actually see light on the horizon. It seems like each of the times that I've sat down to do this podcast, it has been um, dark as dummel out. Uh, if you don't know what that means, then go to Merriam-Webster and I'm sure they will enlighten you. It's just really how dark it is out. And uh, actually, I look out my window and I can actually see just a strip of light out there, which is really, really unique. I have a very strong um, uh, night owl streak in me. I seem to get my second wind by the time 10 o'clock comes around. So there's really no telling what you're going to get before 10 o'clock, since that's about the hour that I'm doing this. Um, So uh, it's just fair warning, I suppose. Uh, this is uh, so welcome, welcome to uh, the Love You Later Bye podcast. I'm Dr. Ray Mitch, your host and and uh, commentator. Uh, this uh, podcast exists to um, give us an opportunity, give me an opportunity to reflect on um, sometimes the events of the day, sometimes things that are rolling around in my head after I finish up a a long bike ride or a long walk or whatever that might be uh, and uh, my uh, probably somewhat grandiose assumption is is that whatever I reflect on somebody wants to hear about which again the minute I say that out loud I, I get a little uh, queasy uh, about but be that as it may I I have launched into uh, doing a podcast like this just to share some thoughts and things about uh, loss and how it impacts us day to day. And also, uh, as I've been mentioning uh, with this podcast, was that it was actually started out as a labor of love and a gift to uh, the seniors at CCU that are graduating, are now graduated, and heading off into the world and, and sharing with them some lessons of life, if you want to put it that way, uh, that uh, I have uh, collected over the four plus decades I've had of sitting and talking to people and uh, that's that's what this will be as well we've got a few more things to cover on that theme and then I will turn my attention to kind of the general uh, uh, topics around loss and how it impacts us day to day and things like that I will tell you uh, uh, in the future coming up here that that uh, we're going to move from a uh, every day, five days a week podcast to more like a uh, once or twice a week podcast. Uh, right now, I think where I'm landing is I'll do one midweek and then a, another one over the weekend. So it's something of a, a weekend edition. Uh, and, then, and, and then we'll see how that goes uh, from there. Uh, so that's a little programming note. Um, once I get through some of these uh, uh, episodes that, I, that are devoted to kind of the life lessons, uh, I will also put together probably at least a couple episodes talking just about silence and, and the importance that it plays in our own spiritual formation. Uh, you, you, if you've listened any length of time, you've heard me talk about the silent retreats at CCU, which I've led for many years for students. Uh, and, and that's putting into action my commitment to the spiritual formation of our students and, and introducing them to something that I might call a new ancient way of experiencing God and interacting uh, with him. So 
Uh, I will probably put together a couple episodes on that. You'll get to hear the voices of students who have been through those silent retreats and allow them to reflect and share their thoughts about the importance of it and what role it played for them, uh, both on the terror side, many, many of, of the people that I have go through the silent retreats go in with a fair amount of terror. Some say, I just flatly can't be quiet that long. And others just say, I don't know what, you know, I have a hard enough time uh, dealing with myself when I'm busy. I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I'm silent. So uh, the challenge, of course, is moving into that space and trusting God with it and trusting our hearts and and ourselves with him. Uh, And it surfaces a lot of our own mythology around that as well. So that's a, a future programming note if you're if you're interested at all. If you have subscribed on Podbean, then you'll get notified when a new episode shows up. Or if you've hit my website at drmitch.com and subscribe there, you'll get a notification of a new episode there as well. So I invite you to do so, um, and and uh, we can continue kind of this discussion. I will tell you that on the on the page that is devoted to the the uh, podcast, there's actually a Q and A uh, form there. So. If there is some topic or something that you would be interested in hearing me um, uh, reflect about and think about out loud, which is kind of what a podcast is anyway, please be sure to use that and, and I will get it and uh, put it into the uh, hopper of ideas that I have for addressing things around uh, grief and loss and purpose of life. And and uh, I don't think I'd go so far as the meaning of life. I'm not nearly that uh, wise, but I, I will reflect on things related. So I think that's uh, all the programming, housekeeping things to uh, talk about. What I want to talk about tonight uh, is actually the topic of cultivation. And no, this is not going to be on farming or on gardening or any of those things. Although I will mention to you that um, of a lot of the metaphors that Jesus used in teaching people about relationship with God and and uh, relationship with growth, it were often farming analogies or metaphors that he used. And the reason I want to talk about this is that uh, cultivation is directly the opposite of of production. Now, that doesn't mean that cultivation doesn't lead to production. But in our society and in our culture, we seem to be overly emphasizing production over cultivation. And I will never forget a a commercial that I saw many years ago. And uh, I I refer back to it. Uh, Sometimes I'll use it in some of my classes. It was produced by Acura. I think I may have mentioned this in some earlier episodes. Uh, where uh, what you see, well, let me say this first. Uh, the the, the uh, commercial has no words in it. Not a single word is mentioned until the very, very end, which is a voiceover. It is not even uh, the nature of the people interacting in the commercial. And what you see is an engineer at Acura, and he is positioning uh, life-size, life, um, life-like uh dummies into his vehicle that he has worked on 
and put together uh, you know all of the testing for it and he puts each uh, child in the back seat and he puts a woman who appears at least to be in the passenger seat a, a wife or a partner and then finally he puts the the uh, person into the driver's seat and as a fleeting last look back you realize that the person that he placed in the driver's seat was a dummy that looked just like him and so he goes behind the glass starts up the the uh, uh, the mechanism that pulls the car toward a barrier a concrete wall and says when when you don't see them as dummies something special happens and that is a testimony i would suggest to you to process not product and our effort in terms of our own lives has to be toward process, not product. Now, there are a couple different things about this. When we seek to develop our hearts and our relationships with uh, Christ <clears throat> as, a, as a thing of cultivation, as a, uh, as a uh, process of relationship, then our focus isn't on producing certain behaviors and looking a particular way, but our emphasis is on how is this process working? How am I engaging it? Where am I, where am I in it? Because if we focus on product, if we focus on production alone, then our efforts then will be directed almost entirely toward the appearance of one's heart rather than the reality of one's heart and the substance that makes that up. The other thing to keep in mind is when my emphasis is on production and appearance, who's going to be the judge of that appearance? And it probably will be other people, which means that slowly but surely, I get farther and farther away from the appearance that I've created and live more and more in the, in the reality of where I am, isolated, alone, and unknown. You see, excellence is about cultivation. It's not about the end result. Now, again, like I said, that doesn't mean end result or production or the product is unimportant. I'm not saying that. But how we engage the process of cultivating the, our own hearts means that we embrace grace and grace gives us the capacity and grace creates the space for us to make mistakes to evaluate those mistakes or perhaps get feedback from trusted others on those mistakes and try again and the process is a recursive one what that means is that it's a cyclical one I will re-enter it time and time again, whether it's a relationship with somebody I care about or whether it's a, a, some activity or task that I'm trying to complete. I, I will seek and, and pursue excellence, which allows for mistakes to be made. As a matter of fact, it expects mistakes to be made. And in some respects, I would go so far as to say that there is a value to mistakes because mistakes actually reveal how much better we can make that process. Now, if we were to drag that over into our spiritual relationship, our spiritual formation, and not create the appearance of being a quote-unquote good Christian, whatever that is, and seek to judge 
where we are in our relationship with ourselves and with God and others, we could probably do a pretty decent evaluation of that. And I'm not talking about measurements of one out of 10 or anything like that. It's the nature of, of what is, not so much the assessment of what is, which ultimately come, brings us back to an even more important topic, which I think I can probably spend a lot more time talking about, and that is the topic of shame. Because I have yet to see, in all the years that I've talked to people, anyone change under the conditions of shame for one main reason. Shame is a judgment about one's person. As a matter of fact, it is a, it is a, um, a preliminary judgment of one's person. So I, I don't even wait to see the, the performance that I do. I've already made the judgment about the nature of who I am, which means that if I've already been proclaimed or condemned in my person, then how well is my performance going to be? Because we can't, we can't change under the conditions of shame. It is catastrophic right from the very beginning, which also means that when I make a mistake or when I don't do things quite right, all the, the, the inner voice in me says is, see, I told you, I told you, you, you are never going to be good enough. You're never going to be enough. And that's why I would suggest to you that that's what was offered us was grace. We were set free to claim the grace that's rightfully ours so that we could actually grow. Because growth depends on grace. Growth takes time. Growth takes commitment. Growth, I would say even farther, requires relationships. All of us grow in, a, in, in the context of something, whether that's a relationship with ourselves or others or God, any one of those three areas. But grace changes people. It, it uh, is the sufficient for us to live by. Grace isn't just for our salvation. Grace is also required for our living and for our continued uh, growth throughout it. So the, the biggest challenge, I think, when we're talking about relationships and meeting people where they are, which is some of the themes that we've been talking about, is that we, we show up with people. We don't show up to change things. We don't show up to um, make the situation better. Now, is, is that a result? Yeah, of course. But the process is to show up and meet them where they are, just like Job's friends were, and offer the kind of grace that perhaps they're not even going to be offering themselves, and be able to be a part of the process of owning their hearts enough to make the changes that they want to make. Ultimately, what I've just described is the the process of counseling. And I I don't mean counseling in the clinical therapeutic sense. I'm talking about um, being a soul friend to someone, meeting them where they are. And grace is the the powerful motivation, motivational force behind it. 
It's the force that sees beyond the appearance to the reality that exists and calls somebody out from behind that appearance to say, I, I, I accept you the way you are, not as you should be, because you're never going to be what you should be. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about where we are right now as we are. And again, I, I, I would reiterate something I said the last time, and that is more often than not, People are not looking to us to be told what to do. They are looking to us to meet them where they are. Which means the very simple words, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I've, I've gone down this path. Maybe I've gone down a little bit different path. But there, there are plenty of things about what you're telling me that is just like what I've described or what I've experienced as well. And, and somebody will usually push back on me and say, well, what good does that do? I mean, after all, just identifying with somebody and, and telling them they're not alone. What good does that do? They need a path. They need to know what way to go. But I would suggest to you that when I discover the best way for me to go and I have somebody supporting me in that, I'm probably more likely to walk that path than if I have somebody telling me where I should go and I might be compliant, obedient, whatever, and say, okay, I'll do that and I'll try it. And then I end up failing and wondering why it didn't work or it didn't happen. And it's like, what just happened here? So what do we do with ourselves in the midst of this? And I would go back and say again, it's all revolving around my willingness to meet somebody where they are and, and then meeting them in other ways in terms of my presence, in terms of not trying to find a solution too quickly, and in terms of uh, affirming them as they are and providing them the grace that most of us are dying to experience. That's the place to start. That is the lesson of life. Is It's about cultivation, not just production. It's about excellence, not perfectionism. It's about grace and truth, not an either-or. And it requires all of those. To, to be part of the mix, if you will, of my connection and support for, one, some, for someone else. Now, I'll tell you this right out of the gate. Is that why do I feel, about the, feel these things about this the way I do? And I'll tell you why. Because I've been there. And I've had lots of people when I've been, I have been tanking emotionally whether it's through loss or whether it's through a, a loss of a job or uh, not performing at the levels that I wanted or having dreams that I felt were so completely dashed that I had nothing left in my future for me. And I didn't need somebody to tell me the truth. I needed somebody to meet me where I was and allow me to discover some of the path out. They can share, they shared, uh, the people that I loved on that journey were the ones that didn't tell me which way to go, but they shared with me their experiences in that dark valley too. 
And that gave me some hope that if they could get through it, I could too. But they weren't going to drag me out. They were going to meet me where I was, just like Job's counselors. And like I said before in another podcast, they did their best work in the first seven days when they kept their mouths shut and met him where he was. And he had the total irrevocable freedom to speak his mind as, as it was where he was. And I would, I would seek that for anyone else. That part of what I have uh, uh, tried to do, at least in my meeting people, is, is allow them the freedom to accept where they are as they are. Do I, do I understand what the path ahead looks like? Yeah, I do. Do I have suggestions or ideas about what, what might work? Yeah, I do. But let me, let me answer this with, with, answer this with um, something I referred back to at the very, very beginning when I started talking about big T truth and little t truth. Is that big T truth, when it serves the purpose of the speaker, usually is wounding to the listener. When I speak truth according to the needs of my listener, then there is healing potentially at hand. Because I am not trying to fix anything. I am simply trying to meet a person. And that is the beginning of healing, I would suggest to you. So, some food for thought tonight. I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up for the evening. A couple other things just to remind you. Website is drmitch.com. Please join me. Uh, listen to podcasts there, or or go to Podbean Ray Mitch, M I T S C H Ray Mitch dot Podbean dot com. Uh, and and be sure to check in on to check throughout the website. There are resources all over it from my work at CCU and some of the lectures I've done on family and other things like that, that you are more than welcome to look at and use. Uh, the last thing I will plug and I will continue to plug is uh, I covet anyone's partnership and willingness to um, come alongside students who don't have a lot of money, uh, who could really use the experience of a silent retreat. We have a GoFundMe site that is operating on the website that you could uh, make a contribution and help out uh, to build up our, our fund for that. I know that this is a lousy time to be asking anybody for money because everybody's pit, you know, pitching in and trying to help other people, and I get that. I do. Um, and so it's, it's just a, uh, it's a request for consideration, nothing else. Um, there's no going to be hard, hard asks or anything like that. That is really not my style. I think God's got it. He'll figure it out how we, how we're going to how how to provide for the students that are going to be going on the silent retreat. So, the other thing is is that if there are some things you've heard in this podcast that have been helpful and uh, uh, encouraging or uh, beneficial in some way, be sure to pass it on to somebody. Uh, I it's not because I I believe that I'm worthy of people's attention or time. But I think there are some things I have come to that, that are worth considering, and that's all I'm offering. And, and the rest is between uh, you and God and anyone else that you talk to. So there you have it. Thanks for joining me for the Love You Later by the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ray Mitch. And as always, as I've 
finished up in the past and I will continue to do so. Love you. Later. Bye.